Welcome sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on a cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics, interviews with local area genre devotees, and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. <laughs> and the crowd goes wild. Bill has come out the gate with his strongest stance yet. Oh, I <laughs> love it. Well yes. done, sir. All right. Well. Then he's uh, back. It's again. Well, what a follow-up. Yes. Well, and what I wanted to say about that is uh, I wanted to, first of all, publicly thank Katie Otten for doing our intro for us, because... I thought you were going to thank Katy Perry, whose music we've been listening to for the last 10 minutes, but okay. <laughs> well, we had some technical Kay, difficulties, yes. and we were working right. it out with Katy Perry. Right. And for the explanation for that, come to British Fest. We'd be glad to tell you there all about you go. it. And, uh, but thanks to Katy Otten for the wonderful intro to our podcast for us. Probably better than we deserve. It is. It's actually better, yeah. It's, yeah. It, it outstages us. It makes us... Uh, Look even worse, right? By comparison, awesome job by Katie. Yeah, but anyway, uh, thanks uh, to everyone for joining us for what is now our second podcast. And um, I am Bill Newman. I'm John Powers. Charles, Body, and uh, yes, we have two guys with only yeah. They only have first names. It's like like share. Unlike (laughs) unlike our unlike our guys are like share. Unlike our intern Allison Betty. Yes. She has two names. There's two of them, Bill. No. That's my line. That's what I'm supposed to say. That's all, that's my, that's <laughs> all you ever program me with. <laughs> all right. Well, <clears throat> so um, let's um, kick off our show here with um, some interesting observations by Charles. Yeah, he always puts me on the spot, <coughs> just like it's, that. It's our it's our continuing uh, ongoing segment. What's eating Charles? No, oh, this is, is not. This with? is not what's we eating eat? Charles. Is this it? is no. This is um, Charles uh, made an interesting observation the other day about you, you, you a notice. similarity between the Expanse oh, okay. and Westworld. I already feel like I have two bosses. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, which way am I going to go? <coughs> My bad. I, Bill guess. Bill was correct. Well, that's, that's right. what he had. He had an observation on the list. So, yes. So, which I believe I'm not was, a big fan of lists, but, but let's but, go with okay, that. Okay, but which was the similarities? I Bill seemed to think this was interesting. Well, structure is important. So let's Structures. let's go with that. All right. All right. So both the Expanse and Westworld are exploring the idea of whether or not data. And consciousness are related. If if consciousness or or humanity even can be oh boy, I am on the spot will, now. Will we be doing well? The, well, so know. yeah. So it was it but, was but, about but, how yeah. both the expanse. They're both well, wait, crystals. Wait, wait, wait. Are we going to be doing any spoiler alerts here? No. We should. Are you sure? Because uh, yes. If, if every shows every alert. shows a spoiler alert. Well, all right. Then we should tell our. Our, our okay, spoiler alerts. Spoiler this, alert. this might spoil some episodes of Westworld and The Expanse for you if you haven't seen them already. Right. So just be fairly warned. Tune out. Tune out now if you Five, have not. Four, three, two, one. Okay. Okay. But, but both shows are about quartz, about crystals. Right. Attaining consciousness. In the yeah. case of Westworld, it's about the computerized robots yes. and whether attaining or not, consciousness. Yes, whether you can become conscious just from quartz, right. let's say. How, 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 how does Westworld crystal. relate to quartz? Well, because well, you have a computer chip running with supposedly a quartz I'm oscillating. Quartz, but uh, it's Chris, it, it, pretending. They, okay, they don't do tell they us. have uh, chips? Because all we've seen Yeah, because they can pull nodes. the brains out. The nodes, yes, but... Right, and those are mechanical. The, in essence, your brain is mechanical. Well, it's, it's, it's a, our computers. It's a fluid computer. 
Yeah. Right. Well, we don't. Right. Well, ours is wetware. Theirs is hardware. Yeah, and I don't know that it's made of stone. I, in fact, the entire, the life form, that is the Westworld robot, is far Referred superior to, as to us. Hmm? Referred to as hosts. hosts. Yes, the hosts are far superior to humans. Yeah, uh, they can take like machine gun fire to the face, and then you can fix them up by the next episode. So. But, but 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 in the West World, in all fairness, they did that to some humans too. I mean, they didn't, they didn't take machine they, gun they, fire to the face, but they did use but, but that dermal point, regenerators though, is, to is, fix their is skin. It's the West World world. Yeah, they're exploring whether or not a computer can become human-like and yeah. conscious. Now, on the Expanse, it's a little more. It appears to be the other way around. It's this proto-molecule is deconstructing humans and they're, 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 there's a little humanity left at least on some of the so I think there's the question is are you still human if all that's left is data mm-hmm. so they're very similar very similar exploration because the proto-molecule is well, converting the consciousness into well, that's data that's easy to answer but yeah, there's no, you're not. Without your, without your nervous system, without the way that your particular on nervous the, system interprets things, you rapidly become about on the show. I am, <laughs> I am too. Look what happened to Arnold. Look Schwarzenegger. What no, Arnold on the, the show. The robot, Arnold. The host. Oh. Yeah. Look what happened to Arnold. Look I thought what we were suddenly to, switching to the Terminator. Look what happened to Ford. <laughs> Ford got downloaded. He's he's not really people anymore. Right, he's, he's dead. Well, it's like uh, over time, it happened yeah. a little faster than I thought. But it's like over time, you detach when you detach yourself from the human condition, you can no longer really be human. Your actions, your motives. But can you be a conscious, independent be, entity? But you can be, but you're not well, human. You're going to be changed. Yeah. Right. But but the expanse but is an evolution. I mean, I'm 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 presuming the expanse is going to be. An evolution of human consciousness via the protomolecule, via a data collector. Whether they want it or not, and I think, and I think it's worth letting the listeners know right now that you guys, you three, Audie, Charles, and John, are only up to episode four or five of season three of The Expanse. Uh, Three. We finished three. I thought we watched another. Oh wait, we didn't watch that. We watched two, didn't we? We're we're somewhere in there. Five, six. I think we're starting six. Okay, all right. So, uh, where you? So you guys have not seen the end of season three yet, which I have. So, I'm not volunteering any commentary here, so I won't ruin it. Oh, for you, you are you explaining your silence in these matters? Yeah. Okay. So fair I will enough. be That's I will be enough. less than forthcoming with my opinions. Well, I mean, <clears throat> so as not to spoil it for you guys. But if it's non, well, I, I think ruining, Charles Charles's line of thought is still uh, germane. So yeah, oh yeah, so yeah, definitely. Carry on in terms. Of, but I just wanted our audience to know where, so that as we're discussing this, they're going to say, "Well, yeah, he oh, was, wait yeah. a minute." I By the time we got to the end of the show, he was completely yeah. wrong. Right. Yeah, right. Some, right. Of, yeah, right. Some, some of our listeners. <coughs> so I don't have, want him to think Charles. You know. Well, some of our listeners might have finished the season just yes, like you did, right. and then be like, "What are they talking about?" It's like we're, right. we're yeah, we are. We're Episode using six, a, uh, incomplete understanding of the show. Yeah, so. I think we're so for the listeners. If you're not if you don't remember exactly where six or seven places those uh, those guys, in fact, they just saw the launch of the missiles from Io containing the um, proto proto mutants or whatever. But I, I don't think it kids. matters. Yeah. I don't think it matters where we're at in the show in terms of what Charles is talking about. So, uh, and by the next episode, that's not going to be a problem. I have a feeling that we'll have seen all the shows. Well, I, well, let's just say, I will say, with Westworld, I think, it's doing a much better job of exploring yeah. consciousness. Yeah, true. Um, and and I think... Well, I, I, here's don't, a, here's I don't think that we've given... I mean, right now, we have not explored the consciousness of the protomolecule. It's like, all true. we've seen is that... And the last episode, we're talking about work. That's the only evidence of any kind of consciousness whatsoever. I think it's going to get far more intense. Yeah, now, I think here here is an interesting 
comparison and contrasting. I think in both The Expanse and Westworld, we see a lot of the baser instincts of humans being played out. Now, contrastingly, we still see the proto-molecule as possibly nefarious or bad. We don't sympathize with the proto-molecule's plight. But with Westworld, we are sympathetic to the plight of the hosts because I think there's a number of hosts that we've seen um, well, they were designed to mimic the human condition. Right. Well, the, the <clears throat> proto-molecule obviously isn't. It's more of a communal mind kind of thing. And it might think it's doing them a favor by, by hooking them into the network when actually you're right. removing their individuality, which is something humans prize. But, but right. that's right. We, we're, not, yeah, we're, we're not on the proto-molecule side yet. Right, right. Whereas I feel that we are more on the side of the hosts just because the way their plight has been portrayed and how they've been treated by humanity. Correct. And, and, and there's, there's, in Westworld, you feel like the hosts yeah. are even more human. Yeah, than humans. humans. Yeah. Now, by the, I think by the end of the current season of Westworld, there's, I think we identify a lot with um, Arnold or Bernard, Right, mm-hmm. because Bernard seems to be more human. I know. Whereas I he was Dolores, the, there's at least one nice human, and then no, right? He's not. He's not the nice human. Bernard? Yeah, I think Bernard is the nice human. No, Bernard's the the robot. Arnold was the human. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, no, I'm saying I'm saying Bernard is the nice robot that we now identify oh, with is, and we but... feel sorry for. Whereas we were feeling sorry for Dolores. Up until she kind of became whatever she is now, this nefarious, kill all of humanity kind of a host. Well, uh, I mean, what do you think, Audie? I mean, I, <clears throat> I'm still on her side. I am yeah, too. I am. Yeah. Too. <laughs> let's, let's take out humanity. Right. Uh, she has become <laughs> what uh, her creators have made her. <coughs> right. Yeah. Right. Well, and and in fairness to Dolores, you're right. I think in fairness to Dolores. If you had had all of that happen to you, and then suddenly all of those memories came back and you that had been blocked, and you became yeah. self-aware, and you saw how you were treated, you'd probably be pretty yeah. pissed at humanity oh, as yeah. well. She is yeah. the sum of all of those terrible experiences. Right. And Bernard has not gone through that. I mean, Bernard has been forced by well, he, he has to kill, bit, yeah. but he has not been raped. He has not been shot. He has not Murdered. been hacked he to bits. Shot. He was forced to shoot himself. Shot himself in the head. Yeah. Arnold did. Bernard No, that didn't. was Bernard. Bernard. Bernard did too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's Ford, true. Ford that's true. Yeah, you're thinking. right. You're Oil. right. Sorry. Yep. Yeah. True. Arnold got Dolores. Wyatt, actually. Yeah. Wyatt, Dolores. Uh, Dolores' alter ego. Yeah, to kill him. Got him. Her to kill right. him, yeah. Right. Good point, yeah. So... Big tangled logic web there, but yeah. Well, and that's and, and there's some big questions there. Are you more as a person? Yeah. More than your your background and some sort of uh, statistical biology device that predicts what's going to happen and right. Does well. Free will? I mean, do you have it? I, uh, well, right. Sociology well, would say no, you don't. But it's like a lot of people like to think they do. So, right. in fact, it's a, such a popular human idea that people who don't, who realize that they don't, get depressed. So, it's best to think you do. <laughs> well, so I just liked, run with that. I yeah. like the part in Westworld where they talked about um, trying to um, extend life, right? With first of all, the um, the guy that ran Delos. Um, yeah, I, I don't can't know. think of his name. But I, I, like I said, Mr. Delos. Is yeah. That, that's yeah. What's but, his first name? Mr. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. But they said, you know, they thought that it was because they didn't have a complex enough program for the humans. But then what they found was that the humans, the human programming is very simple, like 10,000 lines of code or something, I think she yeah. said. And probably. We would argue there's a lot of well, people out there with a lot less. Time. <laughs> uh, but if you really think about it, there's very few simple algorithms we run on every day. Right. And it's like we're really not 
we don't deviate a lot from that. In no. fact, we call people who deviate from algorithms deviants, right. and deviant means bad. Yeah, it's like humans that step outside of the this programming, the, the programming for, yeah. for a better lack of a better word. Sure, are considered dangerous to society. Right. Uh, but but so you have you have a set of norms, mm-hmm. right? That everybody is expected to follow. But then within those norms, the social structure, you have your own programming that you follow. Like you know maybe this guy is more selfish, or maybe this guy is more gregarious, or you know, and those are all subtle tweaks within tweaks the norms, within right? The accepted boundaries, yes, right? The norms, right? Right? But now. It sounds like, I mean, the show, I think, is making the argument that the robots are far more complex you, than you the know, humans. But it's mm-hmm. like, have we, it's like, of those norms, what are the norms of humanity in the Westworld universe? Because we haven't seen one that isn't terrible. Is there one human that we've seen that doesn't absolutely make you root for the robots to kill them? Right, no. I'm serious. Is, is there, are there any redeemable humans in this universe? Because I have there not seen one yet. There was William, but he evolved. He evolved to be well, really no, William, He started, a, started William out himself, good. William yeah. himself said, "That's that." I, I peeled back the layers, and this is who I am. Yeah. Yes. So he, right. he was bad all the way through. Yeah. Uh, hiding it from himself. The, the writer, the writer kind of came onto the host side. Yeah. Right there, at the, towards the end of the third season. Yeah, the guy who wrote the the wrote, right. the. The stories for the individual. And, and the, uh, is, there, is there a decent human in the entire universe? Is is yeah. that the norm to be absolute? You mean in, well, in our space. universe or theirs? Theirs. Well, they're, well, they're, but it's mixed because the 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 butcher, the Japanese butcher, that that she keep that keeps bringing uh, what's her name, not Dolores, the other one. Oh, uh, uh, May. May back. May. It, he become. He's afraid of her. Yeah, but he's had a couple tr- chances to take her out and didn't. It. Stockholm syndrome. It's like well, I, you could make a very good case for. Well, but you're asking he if is he a decent person. Falling in love. But the guy he fell in love with his captor. He did have yeah. questions about the morality of all the things with the bird that he kept bringing back to life. That could have got right. him in trouble. I think. So. I think he is innately good. Yeah. And I think he cares about the robots as if they were people. And you know who else I think is innately good, who I didn't think originally was, but that head of security there at the base. Yeah. Which uh-huh. at the end, in the beginning, he seemed like yeah, he was he very, seemed, yeah. he was very, oh, they're hosts, I'm I, just going to yeah, go take I them out kind orders. of a thing. Right. Yeah, it's all black and white, but then he but gets But at more the gray, end, yeah. he let Dolores. Dolores leave, knowing that, that she, she was, was a host. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, I think well, there, I think actually, there are good humans. Is, I mean, is that good though? I mean, he literally wrote the ticket for the end of humanity by letting <laughs> her go because right. she's capable of doing anything. Oh yeah, and now she's in pretty much in charge of the park. Yeah, she's literally Dolores now runs right. Westworld, right? Because yeah. she's a high up in that corporation, and it's like because right. her consciousness was. Switch to a different body. Yes. Not the Dolores. Right. But, but at the end, as we saw, she, well, she restored herself in her own body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, when she left on the boat, we saw her open her handbag, and she had, what, eight or so of those memory spheres that yeah. contain everything of an individual? And we don't know which ones she took. I'm excited I'm gonna, for that. I'm going to assume yeah. she took Teddy. I would assume she took Teddy. Yeah. Right. She has this weird attachment to And Teddy. she obviously took herself, because you would, because she, well, she, well, she rebuilt herself. Why would she take herself? She, she was... Pro- I, I would leave well, her... Well, because she, she was in the body that she left with. <laughs> right. If if I had... I would leave Dolores there, because you need someone you can trust to supervise, and who can you trust better than yourself? I, I'd, I'd leave Dolores right where she is. Well, no, she took her, her little memory sphere of herself so she could rebuild herself outside in her own body. Is it a copy? Because, yeah. I, I mean, leave the Don't Dol- you remember they rebuilt the... Dolores. And, yep. I mean, Dolores as what's-her-name. And then they also rebuilt the original Dolores. Right. So I would say they leave the original Dolores there. And if you want to make a copy of that, take it to the outside world. That's uh, fine. Uh, my my thought is that you, she, she has the original Dolores in the original Dolores' body. And she has the memory sphere for was it Charlotte? I think is, oh. is that the woman's was name? There, is there? 
anything left of uh you're talking about the other um the leader of the lead the the, the woman that was the head of the board was uh, oh was her name but, charlotte but she wasn't a she wasn't a robot she was at the end. She was at the end. Yeah, but that was Dolores. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying since Dolores remade herself in her own body, she could then take... There's two of them. You know that, right? There's two there's, Doloreses. Yeah, there are two Doloreses right now. Yeah, there's the Dolores and in Charlotte's if, if body. If there's a Dolores in the bag she took out, then that's a third copy. So I'd well, say... She could have brought eight copies of herself. Yeah, she could, she could have brought eight copies of herself. Yeah. Cause she's or seven and Teddy, because she won't give up Teddy. <laughs> Whether or not Teddy likes it or not is a different story, but but I, I on doubt the she would uh, do that. concept, are there any good human beings in the world? The people that go to Westworld are there to act out their yeah. darkest fantasies. The actual good people don't go to Westworld. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah, the, it truly. Only those with a deplorable nature would take advantage of a park you can kill and rape everybody. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, or, like William, you go there not, you go there for entertainment, but then once you're there, you realize the true unlimited ability you have to be yourself. Yeah. yeah. Right? There's, There's no in. more... You, you could go yeah. there thinking you're just partaking in a murder mystery. Yep. And right. then suddenly... Or a Western, you know... Which is probably how it was portrayed to yeah. in advertising. Come and do this. Yeah. And I'm sure it doesn't say come rape people and no. murder people. Because right. that's what they end up doing is murdering. Yeah. It's not like a fair fight. Right. And I'm sure they portray it as uh, all this goes your way, yeah. maybe... But there's no maybe. It's going to go your way. Right. It's like right. fight the fight the the biggest gunslinger in the East. Right. Uh, so I think eventually your baser instincts play out because there's no filters. There's no restrictions. There's no repercussions. Yeah, yeah, consequences for your actions. And so or eventually... Or no remorse either because you yeah. really didn't kill or, 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 A real person. or do any evil acts to anybody. They're right. Just, they're just things right and that's the whole premise is that as long as they're just things i haven't done anything yeah mm-hmm. even though it, tell, it says a lot about you what you'll do to things you know can, right. you, can you be unfaithful to your partner with a sex toy i don't know that's well it, it, it all depends i yeah. think your some partners would argue that yes yeah, yeah. right it yeah. all depends upon the partner yeah yeah and uh but but yeah, with your with your point of you know what we do to things, I immediately flashed back to Nazi Germany, and when you depersonalize somebody, yes, turn, they turn depersonalize the Jews and, and turn people, them basically in, in, into things, into yeah. things, yeah, right. And they were less they were They're less than obvious. human. So anything you consider less than human, I mean, look what we do with some animals, mm-hmm. yeah, right. Uh, well, I mean, it's like yeah, there's there's all. All kinds of examples, current right. and past, yes. that we could give for the dehumanizing, dehumanizing of a population yeah. that leads to atrocities. Right. It's like biggest one that jumps to mind is slaves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the uh, white man's burden of the Victorian age, where slavery and genocide was actually considered a favor mm. to populations to help them better themselves. Mm. And when you got that philosophy... They're not people. Right. Yeah. They're at best livestock. Livestock and children yeah. that need help. And this is how you help them. It's like, mm-hmm. huh. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, when you dehumanize, you can do any kind of thing to people that you want. Yeah. And that's kind of what they did. That's I think the whole the whole underlying message of Westworld is racism. Mm-hmm. It's like this is what happens when you take the humanity away from humans. Is you you can feel free to do this, right. and it's like it's well done. It really is. Yeah. So we were talking about Dolores and those little memory spheres. We know one of them was Bernard. Yeah. Right. Do we? Yeah, because she remade Bernard. That's what she told him. Uh, basically, I'm making you to re- re- restrain me. That's right. Right. And took him out there. Yep, and let yeah. him, and he's out. 
You're right. Because she, she made him, him out there. Because she's got that machine in his house. In, in Bernard, the original Bernard's old, yeah, like downtown place. Arnold's right. house. Arnold's house. Yes. Arnold's house. So Bernard's out. Yeah. And I, my guess is, is that um, she would put Charlotte back into Charlotte's body and let Charlotte go back and run Westworld. Yeah. Because I think they're both kind under of her under, image. Yeah. Because they're both because when you talk about Charlotte, yeah, you mean Dolores. The board. No, no, I mean the original Charlotte. The original Charlotte's dead. Well, yeah, well, but they still she, have she, the memory sphere of her. No, she's a human. They created. Yeah. They killed. New... Yes, and that in, in that they put Dolores's mentality. So it's yeah. like to call her Charlotte is incorrect. It's still Dolores. They're both Dolores. If there's another one in the bag, there's a third Dolores, but they're all Dolores. Charlotte is gone. She's dead. She's a human. You can't fix that. They shot her in the face. She's gone. <laughs> well, okay, but they remade her body. Yes, and put right? Dolores into and it. And they have all of her knowledge along with all the knowledge all of everybody of, else that they Dolores's stole. All of Dolores' knowledge. Yeah, but you can't take uh, human's knowledge. Yeah, they did. That's what they that did. whole that's what that that's whole, what whole archive was. But yeah. they can't put it into a body. That's the whole point of what happened to uh, Mr. Delos. That's what happens to Well, they're close though. William they, in the future. Yeah. They're not that close though. Because they're not doing it. It's not working. And we they saw just that use her background. We saw that the at news. the end. Is it working with William, though? And they didn't take any, they didn't do any, any memory no. work on Charlotte. Yeah. They, they, didn't, they just shot her. So she's gone. She's well, gone forever. But yeah. But William it might work on. William yeah. it wasn't working on. At the very end, we saw that his daughter came out. Right. And did the fidelity test on it. Right. So it wasn't working. And I can't remember what happened with the fidelity test. But then her, her daughter, his well, daughter was also a remake. Yeah, because well, he killed his daughter. He, he killed his daughter. Unless red. the daughter was a machine. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's, yeah. It could be the same as Dolores. Because if they killed, if he well, killed his daughter. Well, no, but if they made a, if he made a, a, a robot of his daughter. Yeah. It wouldn't be her. It'd just be a machine made to look like well, that, that's that, what we're saying about that uh, Charlotte. Yeah, she's just a machine to look like her. It's not yeah. her. I know. And yeah. Well, you're not telling me. Tell him. He's well, one of the her memories. Still exists. No, no Charlotte memories. No Charlotte I memories. Think I'm can, gonna. I'm pretty sure I'm you should do a little you should, research. You should watch it again. Next, maybe. Stay tuned to the next podcast. We'll oh. have an update oh. on the existence of Charlotte. All right, but Charlotte's been shot in the face. Shh, and don't tell John. Charlotte, <laughs> Charlotte's gone. I'm so sorry. I, I, I don't be. Sorry. <laughs> I, 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 I need I, a hug. I, I, I'm I, here for you. I, yes. I got lots of hugs for you. you need <laughs> Thank some you. Hugs. I think we'll see next season that that maybe she I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. Well, if it is, it's going to be one of those plot inconsistencies, like on Expanse, that pissed me off. But, right. Which right. Is, which is Charles's gripe this week. So before, but before we move on, if Dolores took other people, other spheres with her from Westworld, and they're not all her, which would be kind of redundant, um, who else would she take besides Bernard and and Teddy? She didn't oh, really have Maeve. A, no, Maeve was 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 still being worked on at the. Yeah, but she could take a. Memory well, sphere of her. I don't think she cares I, for Maeve. Yeah, I don't. Maeve and her don't seem to get along very well. So I don't know. Yeah, why? I think Maeve's going to do just fine. There, Ooh, there's two warrior queens here. Yeah, that, yeah. They're alpha females, and they just they just don't. They don't like each other. In fact, I I was looking forward to them to getting together and working as a team, and yeah. then they met each other, and it's like, oh, this is just not going to be good. Yeah. And I thought it was going to end badly, and then they just went their separate ways, and said, that's just probably just best. Yeah. So I imagine that's how that, but. Dolores didn't have a posse. She had Teddy, some people with her, but then those people sort of uh, went away. She had Wyatt's posse, and they all got killed off. You mean the Confederates? Well, she had her Wyatt's little posse of she wouldn't have zombie-like saved, critters. She wouldn't have and then she that, used the uh, credit, uh, she used the Confederates for, for her own that game. one psychopath. That what about went Clementine? Crazy. Uh, Clementine was more Maeve's thing than, uh... Oh, that's true. Yeah. But is, what about that psychopath that went crazy on William and with the nitro? He, uh, trying to make, uh, 
William's uh, friend drink nitro, so he'd blow up. Oh, the one yeah, who raised, yeah, yeah. who who was sadistic to that whole town. Right. Yeah. Uh, I can't. Think would she have a use was. for that? I don't know. She did use him at the exactly. Fort. So would she not have a further use uh, for a psychopath? Actually, Teddy let him go. Yeah, but that he died with William. Yeah. So would she take that? I mean. I mean, no, I can she see wouldn't her. Take that guy. She I, just well, used him for that moment. I can see her having a use for a psychopath well, yeah. in yeah. the human world. Oh, like, yeah. easily. So yeah, because Teddy wasn't psychopathic enough for her. No, she tried well, to make him more yeah. psychopathic. And I imagine, and it. Well, she felt bad about that. Yeah, yeah. She'll, she'll yeah. Try he felt bad about back. it too because he killed himself. Yeah. Well, I think she'll try to change him. But back she might have. She might be taking William just so she can kick the shit out of him later. Oh yeah, that would be fair. Yes. That would be totally fair, just to resurrect him over and over, over again. Over and over again. <laughs> and just, just torture him again and again. Because yes. that's what he did to her. Right. And Teddy. Or is that so. what the actual daughter or the remade daughter, and she, the one that's remaking William, just to torture him over and over again? Yeah, maybe. Or maybe they're still trying to get to the point where they can perfect, recreate, uh, you know, uh, putting humans into robots. Yeah. Because they said, you know, at that point where she was talking to William, which is obviously in the future, yeah. right? Distant future. Yeah. She said they realized that it was just 10,000 lines of code made a human. Mm-hmm. So maybe in the future, at some point, they've perfected it, and they were able to bring back his daughter. Because she was yeah. wearing a cowboy hat, and they put the sensors in the cowboy hat, or in the hats, yeah. to record the people. Uh, supposition. That's what we do. We're S- forecasters. Supposition. Of, we're soothsayers of you science are, fiction. You're just, you're, there's I'm a difference between soothsaying <laughs> about general future ideas is one thing. You're making specific claims about the future of a specific series. We are like, saying yeah, maybe. Yeah. It's like, but you're not saying maybe loudly enough. Maybe. But yeah. I'm thinking. I'm I thinking. know you're thinking. I'm thinking because that was a future scene. We'll see. So I'm so, I'm reading into that that maybe they've they've figured it out. Well, the plan is to figure it out. Right. Was. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and the whole thing, the whole. So far, if I mean, I I had no idea season two was going to go in the direction it did, and I'm positive season three is not going to go in the direction it did. So there's a really really good chance we're both wrong. Oh yeah. So and I'm okay with that. I am too. Well, like as long as you're more wrong, <laughs> you know, then I'm okay with that. Just well, this once, I want you to be more wrong than I, me. I'm That's okay all. with being wrong because it keeps it interesting. I like when my mind's blown by science fiction that turns in a direction I haven't even considered. Yeah, yeah. I like that too. Which I think is going to happen to you guys with the Expanse and the rest of the season. And that's, well, let's, let's, I mean, the Expanse and the Westworld, similarities, they're both far more intellectual than I would have given yeah. the general public's interest to be and they're far more popular mm-hmm. with a, a, a as a highly intellectual show uh, than I would have given well, the American general public. That's why they're not on general. Yeah, Sorry. Netflix media, Amazon, and yeah. yeah. Well, well cause, now cause Westworld. See Westworld because I it is it's quite amazing because the the bicameralism in yeah. Westworld that's an actual theory. Now it's not. There's Can you debate. explain that? The bicameralism is a theory that back as we were evolving as a species, we went through a period where we heard a narrator, and we as a species at one point called that narrator God. Oh. And then we evolved a step past that, one more layer of brain tissue or whatnot, and that narrator is now our own internal voice. Mm-hmm. But there's, so there's a theory out there, as most people would think it's hogwash, but it's out there. That's where they stole that. That's Cam- where, the, that's where yeah, it's an actual theory that the reason the species we believe in God is because there was an evolutionary stage where we all had a voice. So is Arnold that voice in the, in the robots? Yeah. The hosts? Yeah, until it becomes their own, which is what happens to Dolores, right? Mm. Actually, it is. Yeah, she, yeah. she, is she as as she, she internalized it. Yeah, it became yeah. more Dolores centric than Arnold programming centric. Right. So yeah, and they, the whole like the whole East World thing, was. Uh, I I think the show let you know that they they were debating, I guess. 
the there's uh, John Searle has there's a what do you call it? It's a my it's a mental exercise called okay. the Chinese room. Yeah, right. Which is if uh, a thought it, experiment. It's a thought experiment exactly. Yeah. To prove that robots will never be conscious is actually what the thought experiment's about. Right? Which is you a Chinese speaker goes to a room, writes something on the envelope, puts it in the room. The people in the room have books. They'll tell them how to answer that envelope or whatever, answer whatever, how to reply from this character to that character. Uh, how to reply. translate it, you mean? Yeah, how to, well, okay. not even translate. Oh. Just there's a reply. So if they see an if if the person put an X, they know to put a Y as a response. Oh, okay. 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 But they don't know what the X means. They don't know what the Y means. It's just, it's just a how-to manual. Uh. So you can have somebody, a bunch of people in a room doing something that appears to be communication but it's not because they they're not they don't really, know what they're saying they huh. don't know what they're saying sounds like compartmentalization on how to keep information in 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 one direction well it's that like, but that's that's you're getting people to do things but they don't know why they're doing well, no, it's they a don't drawback. know what anyone else is doing see it's a drawback it's a drawback to so the idea that computers can be conscious this this was the explanation that they're not going to be they're just machines. And I say it applies to a lot of people, too. <laughs> right. And so, so like when they did the East World, I think that's really what that was, uh, what is the tip of the hat, mm. to the fact that they've been using the John Searle Chinese room as one of the things they're debating anyway. Ah, uh, gotcha. Um, because there's there's a whole nother thought experiment too is like if a bunch of people how's that go it's another Chinese could the routines they do every day have been the X Y Chinese room thing yeah it's like every day that they, they had these set routines um, the can of milk fell out of the satchel every time every time and it's like that's X and and then right. someone else showed up. That's why, well, and they well, didn't know why. So that's the whole idea is you, uh, I think even a per you can go through a routine and not really be conscious of it. Mm -hmm. I've. Like driving home from work. Drive. Yeah. yeah. But, but the, really the point. How much do you remember of driving home from work? It's like, I don't. Because I, I mean, I remember maybe one of the first times I did it, but then after that, it's just. It's, it's, it's autopilot. It's not only autopilot, your brain blanks it out. Yeah. Which is why you get tired when you go to think like if you leave the country and go to a place you've never been, you get really tired because your brain's on all the time because you're not doing your routine. Mm. And it's like we just go through the daily motions. It's like if you try to think back of your drive home from work, last time you drove home from work, I imagine you really can't do it. Right. It's like you, you you know what it looks like. Yeah. But the immediate memory just the, gets wiped out. The only memory I <clears throat> can remember that readily comes to mind of my trip home from work was actually a trip home from lunch about two weeks ago. Was that abnormal? Yes. Yeah. And the go. reason it was abnormal was because it was coming down Blondo Street, and I'm heading west on Blondo, coming up towards 132nd. And I'm in the curb lane, and all of a sudden, here's a car on my side of the road in the lane closest to the median heading towards heading towards traffic and people are just quickly swerving out into my lane to get out of the I way of this car are. coming yeah. the wrong way and <clears throat> everybody's looking at this person and the person just keeps driving like they're oblivious to what's going on and i don't know if the person was you know some meds went wrong or Stroke. they were just yeah. yeah but it's or like maybe they were a host <laughs> and uh, this that means nothing to me. Yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah, maybe it was Mr. Abernathy. Yes. But it's like, no, it's, you remember that because it's weird, because it's, it's something that doesn't happen. The normal drive home, you're not going to remember that. You won't. You, right. you know the route. You remember it from the first couple times. Right. And if something deviates from that memory, then you're going to remember this. Right. But otherwise, you just throw out those memories. It, you don't need them. Right. But so most of our days... Those, the, like we we're talking about with those uh, algorithms, the relatively simple lives humans lead, people don't remember most of their lives. 
Yeah. Because it's just routine. Yeah. The only things people really remember is when routine gets different, like this. I'm going to remember this because right. it's the first podcast we've done. Right. You know, this is number two. Right. And then, but it's you know, new. It's the, it's yeah. the next one you're not going to remember. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I may not remember any specifics. I might remember really good moments. Yeah. But yeah. I won't remember vividly all of this. Right. Yeah, probably. I mean, when you're at work in a typical day doing your job, you yeah. remember something that's out yeah. of the ordinary. I don't remember how I taught yeah. uh, on Thursday. Right. But I if don't. a student stood up and accused you of being an idiot, yeah, you'd remember, remember that. that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So would bode well. Right. Uh, would not bode well for the the day. It right. would be a bad well, day. Yes. Time well, that's another with Westworld. Uh, one of the things the the hosts need to be human-ish is a background yes uh, right they, they a backstory backstory the back memories and that that my understanding of things that turns out to be true with people and it's necessary you can't predict the future unless you have a past a back, back a past yeah. yeah yes and uh i read a thing where amnesia yeah, if it happens patients, every day it's new you, you can't predict what's going to happen well but but also it so amnesia patients, or Alzheimer's patients, oh yeah, or yeah. you tell them they're going to go, you're going to go on vacation next week, they won't they won't react to it because they don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. So you 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 your personality, who what you're excited about, what you hate, yeah. all of that's based on these memories, memories which are probably, after hearing John speak, they're. Uh, inflated in a sense because all the boring stuff's dropped away. <laughs> yeah. Well, well all and... the stuff that's great and all the stuff that's bad will mm-hmm. stay. So if, you, if you've got a life where more bad stuff happens than good, you might really be looking forward to that vacation. But you don't remember the, the, the general, like, 99% of the time where absolutely nothing changes. So... Yeah. Well, and um, I was reading, oh, it was probably a couple of months ago where they were talking about your memories and that... Every time you access a memory, you change it subtly. Yeah. And so that what you see as memories now that go back, the further they go back, the more you have recalled them, the more altered they are from the actual event. And so I guess the question would be, how much are we altering our own future every time we access our past? I think I think we should leave this topic now right where it is. Why? Because we we've hit it. You think so? Yeah. We nailed it. Plus any of our listeners that haven't been watching Westworld or The Expanse are are not going to know anything that we're talking about. So I think it's time to move on. Okay. And um, let's hope our third show you say we are not going to remember it. Let's hope our listeners do <laughs> remember. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this is a this is a happy moment in their life. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope no one's being forced to listen. That that, ooh, well, maybe a little bit. Oh, that'd be what if we could, what if we could force people to yeah. listen? Put them in yeah. a chair. Put like, yeah. like uh, put headsets on. Yes, like, headsets. Like you're getting way too excited. Bill. Like they had the little like eyes on like clockwork orange. <coughs> and then oh they yeah, yeah. Headsets and we make them make them watch. watch. This. Yes, and yeah. your punishment is right. galactic driftwood. Right <laughs> now, Audie said something a little bit ago, which. Um, I made me think of something. And Audie mentioned that we were talking about the fact that Westworld and sci-fi are more cerebral-type shows, make you think more. They right? I think that was yeah. Charles. And, and Audie said something about, well, that's because it's on the streaming services versus oh, regular that, TV, yeah. oh, Westworld right? Westworld and The Expanse. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> but then I thought about, what do you think about Star Trek Discovery? Now, That's Star Trek worse. Discovery I mean, is on a streaming service, but do but you consider it to be just entertainment, or is or is there actually some cerebral substance there? I, I consider there? it to be exactly the same thing that we've been talking about this whole time. It's behind a paywall, and it's behind a paywall that a lot of people, just on conviction, yeah, aren't going to crack. Right. I don't need to go any farther than that on that, but it's like, um, it it's it's. I think there's still an awful lot of shoot 'em up in that. It's like there's not a lot of science in Discovery, but 
But there's but, not really supposed to be. But is there... That's not how it's designed to be. Is there any morality, or are there any lessons there, or is anything to make you think in the way that you're thinking on The Expanse and Westworld? No. Yes. yes. I would argue yes, still, because I would argue the, there was a huge morality thing with... The and Mirror Universe Spoilers characters. here. Well, not just the Mirror Universe, well, but with the Tardigrade. Well, yeah. And they, how they, they were, the go. they figured they were torturing that, and then morality let them yeah. let go. Yeah. Well, uh, the doctor making himself a guinea pig, but is what made them let him go. If they hadn't, if he hadn't done that, he'd still be there. You think? Well, he'd be dead because they would have tortured him to death. But yeah, but do you think that if they knew that they were torturing the creature, if that was proven, that they would have continued to it torture was, the creature? It was. It was. They were planning captain. on continuing to torture the creature. They knew it, they were torturing it. Well, no, they were planning it's not on continuing even it. They. It's the, the captain. captain. Well, Evil Lorca was there. He wanted yeah. to go back. Well, to yeah, the, but we to didn't the, know okay. that at the time. I know we didn't, but I'm just saying, knowing what we know now. Yeah. He but, would have definitely kept tra- torturing that animal to get back to. Okay, but yeah. what about Saru? Because in the end, Saru was in was captain at the time when, um, Mich- um uh, what's her name? Um, Burnham? Burnham. Burnham. Yeah. When Burnham went to Saru and said, "I think it feels pain. I think we're torturing it. It. I think it's a sentient creature, and we can't be doing this." And Saru said, "I don't have time for that right now." We will continue doing what we're doing until we get the captain back. Do you think that once the captain was back, if it was shown that that was actually the case, would they have continued keeping that creature and torturing it just I think for the they purposes were planning of on it. military That's advantage? That's why the doctor went ahead and used himself as a guinea pig. Yeah, Which, because because he, he knew Lorca wasn't going to give up. Yeah, I mean, even even though they didn't know he was evil, it's like. The option of letting it go was never discussed until there was a viable option. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, so, yeah, no. And it's like, now that we know Lorca's evil, yeah. damn straight. There's, it's his way back to the mirror universe to get his revenge. There's no way he's going to well, let I, a tardigrade get No, I know that. he was evil, but I'm talking about the, this is a military the normal ship. universe This is a military Starfleet ship. They do people. what the captain says, especially on a black ops vessel where the yeah, but Lorca was gone. at war. Lorca was gone at the time. At war. It doesn't matter. It's like, actually, it would be Sarah's job to throw people out the airlock if they disobeyed. <laughs> that is what you do in time where you shoot people if they don't obey orders. And it's like, I think you do if you're, if you're there's a Nazi. There's no if. No, yeah. No, this is the military. This Private is the military. Eddie Slovic. Yeah, can you clarify? No. World well, War II. Well, can, he was a deserter. Okay. And what he, did they do to him? They shot him. Yeah. And they'll shoot, right. they'll shoot anyone who does that. Yeah. Now, in a time of war, if there's okay, an active but, war going, they but shoot But what about conscientious just, objectors? Yeah, we they, don't shoot they them? Don't, they don't go. They don't, right. they don't end up on a battlefield. But if you're in a military vessel and you disobey orders during a time of war, they can, they have the right to shoot you. And that's just how this works. Yeah. It's, I don't I, think I they have the right to shoot you. I think they have the right to arrest you. you got to go through a court-martial. Yeah. But, but I don't think they, but got, they can't they, just shoot but you. That court they will at the end. That court-martial can be convened on the vessel that you committed your infraction on, and the captain of that vessel that you disobeyed could rule over that. And uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's a very abrupt and brutal system, but when you're at war on a military vessel, that's how this goes. Yeah. And so it's like there would be no conscientious, conscientious objections. It's like, but this is supposedly the 24th century, and we're or 23rd century in this case. And still, we took and all of our well more fo- evolved. We took, we took all us. of our yeah. In fact, this is the first show that shows that we took all our crap with us. Yeah, all of our pettiness, all of our jealousies, all of our angers. This show actually shows that it, in the, even in the 24th century, we're still people. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, right. But we're still talking about something that's behind a paywall, and none of the, our people might actually understand any of this. Well, some might. Some might. Well, I mean, everything's behind a paywall. You got to pay to subscribe to Netflix to see The Expanse. True, which well, is why we shouldn't talk about and it. And Westworld, this much. you got to subscribe to HBO. We shouldn't talk about it this much. But it's it's it's, it's sci-fi. It's fun, but and if we no, got to talk about sci-fi. Well, you know, the the Star Trek universe in general. Yeah, we're I, mean, I haven't about ca- that. I haven't caught up to Discovery yet. Okay. Anyway, I, but um, th- it is a bunch of humans. Usually, from the perspective of a human, running around, being jerks, 
and pretending that they're morally superior. Right. 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 Captain Kirk's running around causing trouble. Yeah, that's true. Violating the prime directive. Constantly. Constantly. And the next generation, they were on trial by Q. Yeah. Right. For crimes against the universe. Yeah. And um, something that effect. Or for fun. Right. Because he could. He was the superior being. So, uh, (laughs) well, it's sort of a flaw in Star Trek. I I mean, I've always kind of thought that the the main characters in Star Trek usually come out thinking they're morally superior and they did the right thing, not always. Right. Now, do you think that Next Generation did a better job of actually adhering more to their ideals than what oh, they yeah, did. Yeah, Picard, Picard had incorporated yeah. it into who, who he was. Right. The right. prime directive. There's a, his whole spiel on that being a philosophy. Right. To live by. Yeah. Always. Right. Right. He had to chew out data once because uh, data in, interfered with a society that was going to be wiped out. Right. Right. And he, inter- they intervened. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think there was a lot of that in that. So, yeah. I think they, I think the next generation did a good job in that. Uh, Voyager, Voyager was kind of interesting because it was um, a test of how well you hold up your ideals and your highfalutin principles when there's nobody around to back you up. Yeah, and there's nobody around to, you know, there's no consequences, immediate consequences. Uh, for dis, you know, yeah. dis, uh, abandoning those, right? Yeah. And uh, and there's a lot of temptation to abandon them because you're in an area where you're all alone, you've got no backup and support, and mm-hmm. you're surrounded by potential enemies. And then it's just pure survival. Yeah, and you're pure pure survival. I think yeah. it's it's it would be easy in that situation for a lot of people to abandon their principles yeah. out of the thought of self preservation. Yeah. So. That was interesting. Now, what about DS9? DS9... But see, that was... There were, there were, there were a lot of flim-flam men. On DS9? That, if I remember that, right. They, yeah, they weren't all Federation. They were. Yeah, they were. A multitude of Everybody races. Things that weren't a part of the Federation. Right, right, right. Yeah, so... Yeah. So that, that was Voyager-like in some respects in that, you know, it was a... Uh, you were surrounded in a strange sector of the galaxy, a deep space outpost, mm-hmm. right? And uh, so it, it, I think it kind of started the whole thing that Voyager was on being by themselves, kind of gave you a taste of that. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I prefer the main characters to be a little bit dark in a way. You do? I, I don't... It has always bothered. Well, what do you think was the darkest Star Trek? Which series? Well, I don't think I've watched all of them. But oh. Deep Space Nine was. A, I remember Deep Space Nine being a little dark for me to even continue watching when that mm. was on. Yeah, I was younger. I think it was a little darker in that they they introduced that Section Thirty One, which was the um, unrestrained, um, covert. Oh, where the, the reason they built the uh, Defiant? Yes, right. They and built it as a warship. Which yeah, and the Starfleet fact doesn't. Do yeah, that. and the fact that supposedly Section Thirty One was behind the um, virus that they introduced into the shapeshifters that oh, was supposedly right. going to kill the entire species, oh, and then yeah. they were withholding the the antidote which they had, and then Odo got it, and then people on the station were. You know, freaking out, trying to get a hold of the Section Thirty One contacts so that they could get their hands on the antidote and save Odo, knowing that Odo would then go to his people and give them the antidote. Just jump in with the rest of the people, right? Yeah. But in a sense, that's what created the the peace, yeah. right? Yeah. So so yeah. So I think I think DS Nine was the darkest of the Star Trek. 
yes. series. But, yeah. but I, so I do. I think it's a flaw. Like Captain Kirk is. I don't know. Looking he played for adventure. The most, yeah. Looking for adventure. He's always fairly upbeat at the beginning and the end of each episode. Yeah. And he doesn't suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder ever. <laughs> well, he did one episode <laughs> right. when uh, Miramani was killed. Oh, yeah, oh, right, right. He'd fallen that. in love with that. Yeah. One of my Spock had to... Uh, one of my anthropology professors, who was also a Star Trek fan, described it to me this way, and I never thought about it, but it's like she called the Enterprise a, ch- a Chevy and their whole attitude about, hey, there's a new planet. Let's get in the Chevy and go there. And that's exactly what they're, it's all just, they're just driving through space in their Chevy, yeah. and they see something neat, and they just go there. Right. There's no thought. There's no preconsideration. Right. There's just a bunch of dudes and ladies right. cruising through space. Yeah. Hey, look at that. Okay, <laughs> let's go there. And that's, right. that's, that's kind of what they right. did. Right. There's, and it's like, if we compare Kirk to Picard, Kirk should be in jail. Yeah. He, he should be in yeah. prison, a Federation prison. Right for all the violations, he damn near was a couple of times. Right, he should have been. It's like so. You're saying that uh, um, the uh, the Klingon there um, in the one of the movies that said Kirk is the quintessential criminal and should be put on trial for crimes against the universe or something like that. You'd think that that I think that was the last one. Yeah, with the, the original cast. Right. I feel he violated his own rules. Yeah, that he he actually. It's not the Klingons that should have had on trial. The Federation should have had him oh, on yeah. trial. Yeah, he, right. he, the, the, the prime directive didn't seem to apply to Captain Kirk. Right. Everybody else, it was very important. That they, Yo, you can't do that. Yeah, but Kirk's like, oh, we'll give him a pass again right. Yeah. Right. this week. Right. <laughs> Next week, he'll probably do it again. They we'll had an uh, episode on DS9. They brought up time travel. Hmm? And, oh, Captain Kirk. <laughs> He, he was the worst violator of oh, the yeah, right, t- right, time right. travelers. Yeah. Well, that one time they went back, they just jumped back in time to observe the, the late 60s, and that's how they met Gary Seven, yeah. which I still maintain Whose as a time lord. Whose idea was that? I, mean, I, I agree. Gary Seven is a time lord, but whose idea was it to send the Enterprise back to the past? Right. It's like just to observe a nuclear platform. It's like, right. we have questions about how we survived that era. It's like, I don't think sending them back is going to increase our chances right. yeah. of surviving the era. Especially, and it didn't. well, they weren't supposed to intervene. Well, in all right. honesty, They though, were just observing. It kind of, the, the whole episode proved the uh, grandfather paradox, which is uh, you, if you, if you, you won't go back in time unless you're supposed to go back in time. Uh, if you go back in time and kill your grandfather, you can't be born, therefore you can't go back in time. Yeah. And in the end, it's found out that the computer bank said that they did exactly what they were supposed to do. Right. So, yeah, whatever that means. Uh, but there's plenty of times where they did go to the past and didn't yeah. do what they were supposed to do. Right. Edith Keeler jumps to mind. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. So. Uh, and the time where they uh, um, went back and uh, they got observed by that fighter pilot and mm-hmm. uh, that was the Edith Keeler the episode no no no, no, no. that was uh, different that uh, was assi- uh, not assignment assignment oh, right. Earth, Earth was Gary Seven Gary Seven uh, All Our Yesterdays yeah yes. I think yes. that was it was the fighter pilot yes and uh, Edith Keeler was uh, Guardian of Forever Guardian of yeah yeah, yeah. yeah Guardian of Forever yeah. And it's like, yeah, all kinds of time travel. Yeah. That's why I don't they think said, that's it. Captain Kirk, he's the worst. I, they, ti- just, they time traveled on that one planet that was about to go Nova, but they went into that planet's past. So yeah. it doesn't right. matter. Right. I just realized that Star Trek is awfully close to Bill and Ted's. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's all yeah. <laughs> like, Can you see Kirk and Spock? We're a wild stallion. Yeah, I can uh, see it. I can see it. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I hate to I hate to say this, but uh, we're uh, just over our hour. All right. So, is it time to? That was a fast hour. It was a fun fun conversation. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Did you right. guys enjoy it? Yeah. 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 Hopefully, you guys listening to us enjoyed it as well. Yes, we hope so. so. Yeah. So we will. Um, is there anyone out there? <laughs> yes. And that is always the thing I wondered about. I mean, because, yes. I mean, this we're going to post it and yeah. I'll, I'll like post it on my site and I'll get people that will either 
I can tell if they've looked or not. Right. And that's even that's better than I ever got for my Nav radio show. Oh, so good. it's good. like, well, 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 can we track viewers on the web ca- website? Yes. People, the traffic that yes. goes through that. Sweet. We can. So cool. So we'll see. We can. We'll know if people like us or not. At yeah. least a little bit. Yeah. Yes, Charles. I just think this is a good good spot to introduce. Well, so, cause cause I. Um, Kirk, I think fits in with what I was, uh, with what I call the Dick equation. Ooh, mm-hmm. we're going long, uh, folks. <laughs> and, and, and I think you're going to like it. So let's, let's see what, so, what's eating Charles. Yes. So, so there's, there's the Drake equation. Yeah. Which is mentioned on the expanse, right? Which basically... You statistically, you throw a bunch of, multiply a bunch of stats together to see whether or not there's a possibility of alien life, and inevitably it turns out there is. Yeah. Yeah. And I think with characters, especially, but with real people too, there's, there's, there should be a similar equation where if you do something dickish here and you do something dickish there and you multiply all the stats together, eventually it's going to turn out you're a dick. (laughs) <laughs> okay. And Kirk, you know, he may be friendly, but he, uh, I think he fits in many cases. Right. I think you're and right. And Charles is going to get the hate mail. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, no, I dig where he's coming from. It's, uh, if you are who you are, and that's how you are. And it's like, I don't want to do that equation on myself. I, I don't think I am that kind of person, but I'm certain there's a number of people, especially in the communities we all hang out in, that would definitely say, yeah, that's, the, that's that guy. But um, the, 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 the character, you are who you are. And I remember we were talking about it in terms of like massive character shifts yes. in, uh, uh, in, in shows where characters all of a sudden start acting in ways where they don't. And it's like, I guess The Expanse would be a good one where on season three, Holden's not only a military genius all of a sudden, but he's also quite brutal. He's quite angry uh, to everybody. Uh, That's right. That was a shift. Yeah. And it's, it's almost like if, if, if those behaviors manifested suddenly in people you know, you'd think they had a tumor. You really would because well, their behavior, people's behavior doesn't shift that dramatically that fast. Of course, he did get irradiated. He did. Yes. And so I, he could yeah. very and I likely think, have a tumor. <laughs> and I think some of that will be explained. Well, it's like it's all good. Yeah. It's not yeah. a matter of explanation. I don't need an explanation. I'm who am I? I'm just this guy. But you are John Superpowers. No. But you don't want a character. I, 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 there's a lot of sci-fi where that's a flaw, where the quiet guy suddenly becomes the heroic speech-making right. guy. Right. Yeah. I and like continuity. I do. I'm a fan of continuity. People in general don't change like that. Right. So there has to be a reason. That's what drove me crazy about Lost in Space, the original series. No continuity whatsoever. There's there's nothing that ever happened in any of the episodes meant anything in any of the other episodes. Right. At least in Star Trek, they did. Uh, There wasn't a lot of overlap, but what did overlap meant something. Mm -hmm. Nothing meant anything in, in Lost in Space, and that upset me. Yeah, uh, the original the, one or the new one? The original. The new oh. one, the, the consequences all build up all the time. Yeah, yeah, okay. In fact, <laughs> Dr. Smith is a living example of consequences uh, in that new series, yeah. which is another one that's behind a paywall. Mm-hmm. Ah! Yeah. But, yes, it drives me crazy. that That's the world we live in. Yeah. Yeah, it just bothers me that it's going to be hard for our listeners, perhaps, to well, follow who we're doing. You know what we doing. could do? We could fix it. We could put our podcast behind a paywall, and then it'd all be good. <laughs> but then they'd, then they'd have to. They, but it's not the same paywall. So we're making them all. It's like no, I'm just, really all no, the shows kidding. we talked about are behind different paywalls. I know yeah. every one of them. Yes. Yep. and they're yep. good shows. They're good shows, but maybe that's the only way they can be made. Maybe. It's like behind those paywalls. But I'm, because I'm how many times have you seen a good science fiction show on free TV? Um, Stargate SG-1. Well, no, that was good until yeah. it just got repetitive. 
It's yeah. like the last like six seasons were just the same thing. But yeah. I watched it. I liked it. Yeah. I enjoyed it a great deal. Yeah. And it was it had continuity like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. It had the greatest con- everything they did because they got more and more powerful until they were more powerful than the Gould and the Asgardians yeah. and they just, like Earth was the thing. Yeah. By the end of the series, Earth, it started with Earth couldn't do anything. Yeah. And they were on the brink of destruction by the Gould. And then the, by the end, the Asgardians gave them all their knowledge, and they are the, now the supreme uh, force of the galaxy. And it's like, okay. But it had continuity. I like continuity. I do. If you like continuity, Stargate SG-1 is your show. All right. So I'll just say that. All right. Well, I think we need to call it. All right. Yep. All right. Um, so thanks to our listeners for tuning in. Thanks to our sponsors that are thinking about sponsoring yeah, our us. Our sponsors are... <laughs> we don't have any Flora sponsors. Chloroprep. Prep <laughs> gave us these pens. I think so Alice and Betty is our sponsor. Thank you, Chloroprep, for, for these pens. Yes. It's like, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> it's the highest sum we've ever received. Yes, a free <laughs> pen. It's four pens. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, thanks again, folks. And uh, we'll hope to see you again next week for another exciting episode of... Like Cosmic Driftwood. Driftwood. Oh, God, I don't even know the name of our podcast. Galactic Driftwood Podcast. All right. Play us out, Slappy. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. For more information and past episodes, please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space. And now, please deactivate your cranial downlinks, collect your towels, and be sure to watch your step as you exit the gravity well. <laughs>